If your job is on life support, you need the job doctor. My brain is a walking database of thousands of case studies on how careers rise and fall. I'll help you diagnose what's really going on. It's the guidance you need to get back on track from someone who's been there. You can make the money you always wanted to make, doing the type of work you have always wanted to do. You may just need a little help from the job doctor. Hello, and welcome to today's episode of The Job Doctor. Today, we want to talk a little bit about contractor work uh, versus full-time, some of the benefits, some of the negatives of that, and talk through what kind of implications that would have. Sounds like we have John on the line. John, welcome to the show. Thank you, Tessa. Tell us before we get started, just a little bit about yourself and kind of what industry you're in and what stage of your career you're in? Well, I'm very early in my career. Um, I graduated not too long ago, about a year ago. Great. And uh, just a little bit about me. I graduated without an internship. So when I graduated college, I really started to think how bad of a mistake was it to not get an internship. And I just started looking into contract jobs. Um, That way I can get my foot in the door in certain industries and kind of make up for the fact that I didn't have an uh, an internship. And I ended up landing a contract uh, with a company that is servicing a government contact center. Mm -hmm. And it's in the public sector industry. But I can only list my contracting agency on my resume and on my LinkedIn. I can only advertise that. However, I am working in a very prestigious company right now that my staffing agency placed me in. But if I can't list them on my resume, is it worth it for me to be there and and keep working just as hard as everybody else if it's not going to be on the record? Yeah, that's a great question because... We are only working at companies in order to build credibility for a better job. What you've explained is that you needed something to mimic an internship. How long have you been at this company as a contractor? I have been there for a year. Great. Okay. A year is more than enough to show an internship, especially if you position it as a temporary assignment, which contract work is, to get you experience. On your resume, I would, even though you can't list the top tier company you're working for, you can say providing services for a top tier consulting company. So you could say that even though you can't use the company's name specifically. And what I would do is build your resume as a new graduate. As a new graduate, you have your education at the top of your resume, your internships right below it, and that's how you would structure it your education and the classes you had and some of the things you did at school, grade point average committees you were on, take front and center. Don't reverse it yet. What people do is you reverse it after your experience outweighs the education, but you still want to position yourself as a student just graduating, I think. Put the contract work right below that similarly to an internship or temporary, you know, I would try and pitch it as an internship myself. And then I would start looking for another job. So that's what I would do. I would begin looking for the real job that's going to earn you the money and get you the the career that you need and build your resume. Thank you so much for that. Yes, it's it's 
definitely one of the things that I've been pondering. And, and that's kind of confirms my, my speculation of what I need to do to actually get myself going. The nice thing is you have a job while you're looking for a job. And that's yeah. really important too. You have income coming in and you have, that gives you leverage when you do find another job and you're negotiating pay, it gives you leverage to make more money. So that's why I want you to keep it while you're going. So whenever I am in an interview with another company, whenever they ask a question such as, how are we going to get the proof that the accomplishments Mm -hmm. that you have, that you claim to have made, how are we going to prove those? Well, okay. Most companies don't call references. So let's start there. So that means it's incumbent on you and you create the story you want them to believe. They believe your story, the more specific it is and the more outcomes or results you share. And that's really important to understand because what most people do, especially new career professionals, is they just list the job description they did, not the outcomes they got. What I want you to do is start, knowing you're going to find a job, start now measuring outcomes that you're getting, results you're getting, things that you're doing you think that are above and beyond what someone else in this role might be doing. You can begin to measure. Whether there's a dashboard or metrics in place, you need to start measuring. So let's just talk. I'm going to drill into it for a minute just because I think this could be really interesting. What do you do well in this job? What is the thing that you would say is your claim to fame in this contract role? I think that it is my ability to improve the process, improve the processes naturally without anybody telling me if this report can be done better in this platform as opposed to this one. Let's change it up a little bit. Let's find ways to save time. That is a beautiful skill to have. How do you know you do that? How do you know that you are able to make things faster? What proof points? Did you actually change the format? Did you actually put it on another platform or use a different tool? Or how did you make it go faster? Yes, definitely different platforms, definitely new data to be mined. Those are the things. So, So you added data fields that weren't there before? Yes, And did it speed up anything or bring in more revenue or help the company do something faster or better? I would say yes. I would say yes. I mean, it's me giving reports to the higher ups and they they do their magic there. Okay. So to some degree, it kind of is out of your control once the report goes out, but you know that you have added fields that help them get to the data to make better decisions. And you know that you have streamlined the reports from where they were when you found them. True? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. So instead of a resume that says, I provide or develop reports and hand them up to senior management, which sounds like a job description, what I want you to do is position it to say, I transformed the current reporting process from a report that could be done in X hours to a report that could be done in this many hours. And added additional fields that were able to help create greater transparency around data so that better decisions could be made or something like that. You're trying to get at before 
and after. So what I would do is make a list of, here's what it looked like when I came, and here's what it looks like now. What did I do? And try and explain in a very simple way how it got from this to this under you. That's how you get a company to believe you. When I came in, there was a report that took four hours to do. I streamlined it and was able to get a report done now in two hours and transform the way we looked at data and, you know, added additional fields that helped us make better decisions. You have to be able to explain how you made it better. That's how they believe you, is when you can tell the story about the outcome. And I don't know if you have access to it, but if there's a way to understand how your report helps them make better decisions and what it did on the end-end result, that's even better. And you can even ask somebody within your chain of command, what are we trying, what's the problem we're trying to solve for the company? And are there proof points that tell us we're solving it? And then you could finish the sentence by saying, and it increased productivity or increased sales for this product by 10%. And then you have a really, really strong outcome statement on your resume. And they're not going to go call on that. It's really incumbent on you to create those proof points um, for the company. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. What questions does that bring up for you? And do you think you could do that? Yeah. In your, in your HR experience, whenever you see contracts on resume, what comes to mind? Um, it used to be a bad thing. It's not anymore because gig work is so common now that it's not necessarily bad. And, and in fact, I would not highlight on my resume, you're going to say the name of the company that you're working for. And you can say, work with top tier, you know, consulting companies to provide analytics and data reporting for blah, blah, blah. You don't have to necessarily list your job title as a contractor. You probably have a job title within the contracting agency, like financial analyst. I would use that. And embedded within the sentence saying what the company does, you can say this was a a three-month assignment. I think that is more strong than just saying contractor, you know, in big, bold letters. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's not lying. It's just reframing. It's reframing. And anything that gives an employer pause, you want to eliminate or change where it's found on the resume so that the focus isn't on the negative, the focus is on the positive. Contractor isn't necessarily negative, but it's not necessarily positive, right? What's positive are the outcomes you got. So in terms of the way I would couch your resume, education highlights like outcomes or um, the best results that I got in any internship or job or student assignment that I've had so far, then go into this job I've had. It was, you know, embedded in the company, how many months. And then I think you're, I think you're in a good position to land what most people would consider your first real job after college. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. This gives me a lot of clarity and, uh, it really confirms what I already believe that my necessary steps were in the future to be able to really get going was to really start looking for the next thing. Well, I'll tell you the biggest piece of advice I give to people who are thinking about leaving a job is get uber focused on measuring your results because most people don't think about it until they're building the resume later. 
and you want to, to say, how do I finish a project or get something over the finish line or do the last thing that I need to, to show that I actually did something really cool in this job. So get really focused on that so that you can brag on your resume about this particular job. And then it's only going to help you. You know, it's going to help you be seen as a person that gets crap done. Great. John, is there anything that is a takeaway for you on this call that's going to change the way you do things? The one phrase that's really going to stick with me is focus on measuring your results. Good. See what it does. Start really looking into the little things and the percentages of how less time it takes to come up with different data sets and mm-hmm. so forth and how this can really help the company. And that's it as opposed to just wording it. I did report and yes. with these platforms and these tech skills. You got it. You got it. That's what I would want you to take away. In fact, in my career commandments, my number one career commandment is results are your greatest leverage. And if you start young, measuring those results and realizing outcomes trump everything else, it'll help you in any job you have. Always come back to a place where you're prioritizing and focusing the things that get you the outcomes versus just doing the job description. Thank you so much, Tessa. Thank you. Such a pleasure to have you. If you like my podcast, you will absolutely love my book. It's called The Unspoken Truths for Career Success, Navigating Pay, Promotions, and Power at Work. I wrote it because I could see that people didn't understand why some people got ahead and some people's career stayed stagnant. So if you're interested in building a more frictionless career path for yourself and having a better experience with work, this is a book that you need to have. It's called The Unspoken Truths for Career Success. You can buy it at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or go to my website at thejobdoctor.com.